Hi everyone, we're Gabby, Karim, and Jules, and you're listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halad to Health. Last season, we took you behind the scenes of some of our mock MMI stations. So we've talked about the GAMSA and we've talked about the interview. So now on to the next step. This season, we're talking all things getting ready for med school. We will be running you through what a day in the life of a medical student looks like, what study techniques to know about, what your career is going to look like, and much more. So So stay stay tuned tuned and get get ready to get get med ready. Hello and welcome back to episode four of this season of the podcast. This episode, we're talking all about how to study. And this is actually a three-part series, so we'll have two other episodes after this. But this study episode is specifically about coping with the amount of volume of content that there is in medicine. Um, So Karim, did you want to start us off with how you felt, feel about all the content in medicine? Well, it's just way too much, is the short version, I think. Um, I think the one thing you'll probably hear the most is that it's often likened to trying to drink out of a fire hose, um, the amount of information that you're getting. So medicine itself, and I think you'll hear this a lot once you get into your course, but it's not super difficult you know the concepts themselves are not very hard to understand some of it is really tricky um i'll concede to that but i think in general it's just a lot of information um and yeah there's there's no easy way around that but i think there's a lot of misconceptions uh so one really common misconception is that you need to know absolutely everything to be a good doctor and i would disagree with that i think that you need to know the things that will make you a good doctor and hopefully that makes sense once you start actually studying medicine but there is such a broad scope of the amount of knowledge that is out there in the knowledge verse of medicine um so you just get familiar with what you think is going to be really important and i think as you progress through your study and your career You'll start to figure out what is and isn't important, um, and you'll get a, a sort of knack for what we call high yield. <laughs> um, so try to figure out what you think is high yield, focus on that, and then know that really, really well. Because I think it's very useless to show up to the clinic and have all of this niche knowledge that is not very useful to patients or to yourself, but then not have a very thorough understanding of the major concepts that is useful. But yeah, what what about you guys? What do you think is important? Um, I think a common kind of thing that gets tossed around a lot is the idea that studying med is kind of like a full-time job. And I think that's kind of true in some ways in that I think you should kind of consider it as like your main priority. And it's not going to be like an undergrad where you can kind of just get away with also working, you know, 30 hours a week and also doing all this extra stuff. Like you kind of do need to think about it as like nine till six, probably Monday to Friday, you're going to be doing primarily med stuff. Um, so I do think in that respect, it is quite true. But I also think that you do get a lot more flexibility than you would with a real job. Um, you know, you still get a bit more freedom in your schedule. Um, and I think it is really important as well to do other stuff outside of med. Um, I think we'll talk about like working in med in some later episodes as well, but it's not like the be all and end all in your life either. So there is lots of room to do other stuff if you want. You just have to keep in mind that med is a kind of a big time commitment. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I think one thing I've heard a bit this year is that um, with med school, 
unlike a real job, you can't just decide to sleep and watch Netflix all day. Whereas in with med school, you kind of can do that, but just not every day. You know what I mean? Like it needs to be balanced. You do need to still study quite a lot, obviously, but you can just have a day where you decide, nope, today's not for me. I'm not going to study today. I'm just going to put the books down, which is okay. It's actually really good for your mental health, I think, to do that every once in a while. Mm. And that sort of relates to something that our peer tutors told us, which was don't stop studying when you know everything. Stop studying when you don't have any more time left, Um, which can be really easy to say, but it's actually a little bit difficult to do, I think, in practice because you have this constant need to know everything, especially if you come from a competitive undergrad, which probably most people do because they had to get competitive marks to get into medicine so you feel like you need to know everything and you can't stop till you do know it um but you have to set boundaries and you have to you have to stop (laughs) eventually at some point um and i think that transitions well into our story times so we are going to talk about our experiences um with how we started with med and how we coped with the volume um jules did you want to start us off yeah so um i think for me it was kind of a big change because in undergrad i guess I was, you know, I knew I wanted to get into med. And so my focus was on really getting like as high marks as I could. And so the way that I studied was that I would watch lectures at home, like the recordings. And then every time the lecturer said something, I would pause, write what they said down. And then I would literally try to memorize everything that had been talked about for my exams, because then I knew that I knew all the content that could be assessed. And when I started med, I realized very quickly in the first few weeks that that was just straight up not possible. There's just way too much content. There's too many additional resources. Um, it's just very much overwhelming. And at the beginning, I just literally didn't know what to do. Like I was just completely behind. I was still trying to learn week one and like week three um, and it wasn't working for me at all. And I think I really had to learn to kind of shift my priority from learning every single intricate little detail to understanding sort of the big picture and understanding how fit things fit together. And then if I had extra time, which to be fair, I never did, but if I had had extra time, I would have then gone back and filled in the details and the extra stuff that I could learn. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's a really good note. Uh, What about you, Karim? So in terms of my experience, uh, in undergrad, I was a very disorganized student. I, you know, didn't timetable anything. I was really lost in terms of what I needed to do. I didn't have many resources to look into aside from lectures. I just didn't really know what I was doing, but I was sort of passing just because I was good at cramming towards the end and good at cramming just before exams. And so what I've learned to do this year instead is to timetable everything, to get organized as a student and to sort of focus on what are the big picture ideas I need to understand, but also how can I stay consistent with my study in terms of revision in terms of trying to consistently see past information or past questions, whatever it might be, just being consistent with whatever it is I decided to do. And that worked really, really well for me. Um, And yeah, that's what I'd sort of recommend for people going into their first year. Just try and be consistent with whatever work you decide to do. Okay, Gabby, do you want to tell us about what your experience was like? Yeah, so I think the biggest thing for me was just a bit of a mentality change and a bit of a challenge um, with thinking about the amount of content that I had to consume. It was all overwhelming. Um, And even the amount of hours at uni on campus that were necessary, I began to be quite overwhelmed and I felt like I couldn't keep continuing on with the 
commitments that I had outside of uni. I had quite a few different volunteering projects and um, work that I had committed to, and I was really scared that I had to give that up. Um, and even things like exercising, I was just, you know, really scared that I wouldn't be able to go to the gym every day because I wouldn't have time. Um, and that was really easy to fall into that trap at the beginning of the year, I think, because everyone sort of went hard fast with med and sort of may not have studied heaps in the beginning, but definitely, you know, everyone was coming to uni every day, even going to the pub a couple of times as a group after school each day. Um, so that can get really overwhelming. And I sort of felt like my life became solely about med. Um, but I think that just came with time, you know, after the first two or three weeks, I just sort of took a step back and realized I don't actually have to go to the pub every day and it's okay. And there is a lot of content, but it is manageable. You just have to be smart with your study methods. I definitely didn't get start smart study methods down pat early on, if at all, who knows? Um, but uh, it's just about, you know, I trialed a couple of things, figured out how to manage the content and still keep up with my extracurriculums. Um, I did have to make a few sacrifices, I think, but all in all, I think, it's it is doable much more doable than you think mm. and yeah if you are feeling overwhelmed in the first few weeks just know that that's completely normal i mm. think i can say that all of us felt very similar um just because there is heaps of information being thrown at you all at once it's a big change you're at uni every single day for a long time mm. and it does feel quite overwhelming but you do get quickly used to it you quickly adapt and i think yeah you'll be fine just try not to stress about it too much mm. and you'll figure out your own thing really yeah like you'll figure out what you're good at um and you might not figure that out straight away but it'll, it'll come with time and um, Melbourne Uni definitely has this, and I'm sure all the other unis have it as well. But they have an academic mentor, which, like, if you're feeling sort of you don't really know where to start or you're feeling overwhelmed, there's someone that you can talk to and they can kind of help you schedule in. Um, I know I made an appointment with them somewhere around the middle of the year because I was just kind of struggling to know what to prioritise. And um, she really helped me kind of get back on track. So mm. that's definitely a resource that's there as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And just also... You know, in terms of other practical tips, make sure to take a solid break from your study every now and again, whether that's, you know, half a day or a whole day off, whatever it might be. You don't need to study every single day. Um, don't make your life completely about medicine. There are many other things outside of medicine in life to enjoy. Um, but yeah, take consistent breaks from your study because it'll refresh you as well. So when you do get back on the study horse, you'll feel very good and ready to go. And going along with that as well, I think scheduling is a big part of that. Um, it helps you, you know, stay organized, also stay on task um, with getting things done that are highest priority, uh, getting those done sooner. Um, but it also, if you do have extracurriculum activities that you'd like to continue with, it helps you manage that and see that you actually do have time for everything. Um, I'm a big believer in scheduling days, weeks, months, years, schedule it all. Um, I think it works very well. So find out a scheduling method that works for you. Um, but remember as well, try not to get fixated on having, you know, the perfect study session or the perfect day or perfect mm. week because things pop up. And also just be realistic with your scheduling. You're mm. not going to fit 46 <laughs> hours worth of study in 24 hours in a day. So mm. just be realistic with what you can and can't do. Um, and be kind to yourself would be one mm -hmm. big tip from me. Yeah. What about you, Jules? What do you think a practical tip for the listeners is? So I think one tip that I definitely have is to try and find people to study with. 
Um, so I think uh, Gabby Kroom and I, um, we made like a little group of friends um, and we all studied together and it really, really, really helped with the volume, the content, uh, how much content there is because we would kind of break up uh, the tasks. So we would have different people allocated to a different lecture for like coming up with, for example, like questions or flashcards. And then we would also like make little review presentations for one another and it just really helps because like you're not going through the content all by yourself mm -hmm. and it means that if you know you miss something here and there there's going to be um other people there to kind of like put that information in there for you as well um so that would definitely be my tip is to like find people to study with study together and study as a group because like everybody's also got like different backgrounds and different things they were good at so one of our friends was like amazing at anatomy and she gave us so many little like anatomy revision lectures where she taught us all the anatomy which was obviously so important for us this year because we were all online and yeah i think it just helps so much so that would be my number one tip for mm -hmm. coping with nd1 is just make a group to study with make a group of friends and just have each other's backs share all the resources share everything and like you're all in it together mm, yeah and try to do it early as well i think because mm -hmm. the sooner you can form a strong study group where everyone gets along the sooner you can sort of divide those resources and tackle it together um yeah we formed ours quite early on we trialed a few methods first the first couple of things we tried didn't work um mm. but yeah we found our groove eventually so i think it is the sooner you can form it the yeah. better yeah yeah absolutely and i think with your group as well you know, um, we originally made a group called MD Therapy, and it was originally a drinking group, but it quickly <laughs> formed into a um, into a little study group. But I think we still managed to keep our old intentions. We used to do things that were also social, not just study as well. So mm -hmm. keep mm -hmm. things in perspective. Don't just focus on the study. Focus on things outside of med school as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Focus on, you know, studying together as a group to help each other, but also schedule in some social yeah. events too. We were on Zoom, so we'd often like have our study session and then we played Among Us a couple of times <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> Um, Among Us has been mentioned so many times on this podcast. I feel like they should sponsor us. Yeah, yeah they should. Um, and we had a couple of trivia sessions and that sort of thing. So hopefully you guys will be able to have social outings in person. But if not, do some, do some Zoom ones because they're really fun as well. And last thing, as we always say in our podcast, just keep things in perspective. You're not going to learn everything in first year of medicine. Um, mm. In fact, I think you barely scratch the surface mm -hmm. of what you need to know. Remember, it's a lifelong journey of learning. You're always going to be learning things mm -hmm. as you go throughout your career, throughout med school, mm -hmm. and keep updating the way that you learn as well and the way that you handle a lot of information. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I think as well, just have fun. You know, you worked hard to get into this course. Hopefully, you're interested in the content that you're learning. Mm -hmm. So just enjoy the learning process. It can be stressful and overwhelming, but, you know, try to figure out ways to study that actually in that you enjoy and that interest mm -hmm. you, um, whatever that may be. And also remember that, like, you're in year one of a four-year course of what will be like a lifelong sort of career where you're constantly learning. So if there's things that you don't really understand this year, it's not the end of the world because you're going to get to go over them again and again and again. And a lot of the stuff that you learn in MD1 or in first year is, like, not super clinically relevant so like don't stress too much about all the small details because mm. i reckon by the start I, by the time i start second year in like two months i will have forgotten a large chunk of what i've learned this year, which is quite worrying but very true <laughs> yeah yeah very true but you relearn it mm. and you especially relearn the 
the important stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Well, the important stuff is what pops up. So that's what mm-hmm. you keep learning again and again. So yeah. don't stress about that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it for this episode. Mm-hmm. Gabby, do you want to yeah. sign us off? Yeah, so thanks all for listening. Again, as always, get in contact if you have any questions or concerns. Um, but make sure you stay tuned for our next episode, episode five. We're going to do How to Study Part Two, where we actually talk to you about how to actually learn things in medicine and taking notes. Um, this is something that I'm still getting used to, so hopefully <laughs> we can share some info with you guys and help you out. So stay tuned. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halide to Health. Please like, share, and subscribe to help spread the word about our podcast. And we'd love to hear your feedback. So send us an email or message on Facebook. All of our links are in the show notes. Thanks. We'll see you next time.